So can you tell me a bit about a career into emergency medicine? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I graduated um, a fair few many years ago and started my foundation training in the West Midlands and um, kind of didn't really know which way I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. I remember I remember at medical school, I really enjoyed our simulation sessions that we had. And I always seemed to want to be right in the middle of it and right in the sort of, you know, dealing with the critically unwell, acutely deteriorating patient and making sure that I had all the answers. <laughs> I was one of those students, I guess. And, yeah. um, and I really sort of, you know, I found that I enjoyed it. Didn't quite like, um, you know, pathology and histology and all the rest of those sort of more lecture-based and sit down and concentrate in a textbook sort of um, medicine and therefore the specialty as well. It didn't really appeal to me. Um, so when I was sort of choosing my foundation jobs, um, I kind of wanted to pick something that was, you know, going to cater towards what I wanted, what I sort of enjoyed doing at med school. So I picked emergency medicine and, and luckily I was able to do that as an F1. And I'm, it's only now that I'm realising that, that there are a few departments that don't really have F1s in their emergency departments and their training grades um, usually start from the foundation year two. So as an F1, I kind of like built a fairly decent rapport with a few of my regs and consultants and I guess showed a bit of enthusiasm and they liked they liked me, I guess. And um, and then I rotated onto I think it was surgery and then I did uh, I think I did a medical job. I think I did respiratory or renal and um, found that I hated ward rounds, that I didn't really enjoy just doing um you know, general ward work, so to speak, and forever doing bloods and updating discharge summaries and the and the ward round lists. And I just found it so like, oh God, is this all that I'm worth as a doctor after having five or six years in my belt at med school and gaining this qualification? Um, so when it came to um, my foundation year two, I fortunately was able to get another rotation in emergency medicine and in, in a different hospital and um oh no sorry it was in the same hospital god now you can tell my age in the same hospital and so I guess with that in my belt and having that sort of um relationship that I'd built with my you know as I mentioned my registers and consultants they really pushed me to you know they helped with my application into ACCS training, which is the training program that you need to get into to um, become a EM specialist. And um, it wasn't the only specialty that I sort of had my eye on. I did like surgery, apart from all the ward-based stuff. You know, I actually liked being in theatre and doing surgery with my boss and, you know, helping retract things, so to speak. Um, and the whole idea of, you know, scrubbing up and scrubbing out of surgeries and reviewing patients postoperatively and things. I did enjoy it, but I found that I, I had my tribe and my the vibe I, help, I had in emergency medicine was completely different. And the people that I'd gotten to know, it was like a big family. And I after speaking to other people, I realized that, you know, other EM doctors felt the same that, you know, working in the department, it's not just you yourself, but it's all about teamwork and looking out for your peers and 
every single crisis and emergency that you deal with, you're, you've got new team members and, and, and even though it's ever changing and ever fluctuant, it's still, you know, you're still one big family and you still know each other and you still got each other's back to help each other out. And I loved that I had found, you know, a group of people who were kind of like-minded to me and who also enjoyed the specialty as much as I did. So going back to my ACCS, ACCS um, application, my consultants, I guess, saw something in me and, you know, and gently encouraged me to go for it and try. Um, the other option was potentially taking a year out because it seemed to be really vogue at the time and loads of people were going to Australia and New Zealand. But then I got into the ACCS interview and managed to somehow fumble my way through some sort of two minute oral presentation on, I think it was some random topic like alcoholism and the social implications. And it was just completely not emergency medicine or so I thought, um, but fumbled my way through it, did, you know, passed a couple of um, uh, medicine-y EM type questions about PEs and then ended up with an EM job. Um, in London and continued with my training from there and it's been you know non-stop since then going through all the different rotations in emergency medicine intensive care anesthetics and now I'm a full-time EM reg. That sounds absolutely amazing and how have you found balancing life in general with emergency medicine which is so busy? I think that in your it's really tricky because in your 20s you don't really have many well I didn't have many commitments it was just me myself and I and you know it was just me and my career and making sure that I was doing the best that I could to fulfill my career aspirations and then I met my husband and things changed slightly because I had to sort of <laughs> I had to cater him into my needs as well and into my career without it sounding completely strange but you've got to sort of adjust and um mm -hmm. and you know incorporate someone else's life into your own and all of a sudden it wasn't just about emergency medicine but it was also about loving and looking after the person that I'm with now and then that was fine um you know we we managed to come up with a really good system when I was on nights and on really awkward shifts and things and then um you know now that I'm a mum it's been a whole other adjustment again so the whole you know my early 20s was full of me myself and I and then late 20s and 30s has been more about readjusting and refocusing still maintaining my EM head and making sure that I'm you know in the game and going ahead with my career but also um finding a good balance with my husband to look after my child <laughs> it's all in the communication really that's how it's done yeah definitely I can imagine and how do you find being a mom and doing night shifts and being you know so occupied with emergency medicine generally well emergency special uh, emergency medicine sorry for that emergency medicine is um it's great the college is really supportive um for people who wish to work less than full-time which is what I'm doing at the moment um they can see the benefit of retaining um regis and consultants if they're able to um you know enable their social life so to speak so being less than full-time has really helped me to be a mum and also be a good doctor because I'm there when I need to be and I'm at home when I need to be as well. There's no sort of, I've, I've, I've found my black and white, so to speak, there's no gray area of um, thinking about being a mom when I'm at, when I'm at um, 
when I'm at work, um, the ability to work less than four time has definitely helped me find the black and white in my work and social life. Definitely. And I'm glad that you've got that flexibility in your work life balance as well. Mm. Um, and being a female Asian doctor in the medical profession, have you ever found that there's any inequalities towards you? Um, I mean, I don't think it's uncommon to see a female Asian doctor um, in this day and age, at least. Um, I think generally speaking, the inequalities are very subtle. They're very, you know, it's it's a, the other person and even your own, I guess, your unconscious bias of, you know, perceptions of what an Asian female person should be like, let alone an Asian female doctor. Um, yeah. The, you know, it's very subtle. It's very offhand. It's very, I'll give an example for um, when you are trying to lead a resource um, situation, for example, you've got to have that authority there. And some people are a little bit taken aback when they, <laughs> when they see it's an Asian female <laughs> But then yeah. again, it could just be my perception because I have that bias against myself that I couldn't or shouldn't be like that um, when actually I am able to, you know, lead and dictate and um, manage a patient in crisis. Um, so, you know, there are there are inequalities um, in in emergency medicine and in medicine in general. Um, but I think the most important factor is addressing your un unconscious bias um, and then challenging the way other people treat you um, if you think of it, if you think it's wrong um, or uncalled for. And then hopefully, when I say challenging, I don't mean it in an aggressive manner. I mean, you know, gently um, making them aware of then perhaps yeah. their own bias and then hoping to sort of change the status quo in that way. Definitely and do you find that over the years there's been more females entering emergency medicine or less? I when I was in foundation training all my consultants were male there was one female reg who became a consultant whilst I was still in foundation training. So she was sort of at the end of her years when I started, uh, end of her reg years. And so my impression was that it was a very male dominated specialty. When I moved, well, since I've been moved, moving around the country to go to my various jobs, I have noticed that there are more female emergency medics. Um, and I, think that's purely because the Royal College has been really good with enabling less than full-time training and being acutely aware that it's what's needed for retention. Um, if you were to ask me whether there are many people of colour, well brown colour, um, yeah. uh, as in like Asian female doctors uh, who are emergency medics, I only know a handful, I could count them on one hand, but I have only been in, again, less than five departments nationally, and it might be different in other areas of the country compared to the places where I've trained. Um, so, I mean, I can't speak, you know, with the utmost surety that what I'm saying is absolutely correct because I don't have the statistics in front of me, but from a personal level, there aren't that many. Yeah, and do you feel there's any particular reason why female Asian doctors 
may be reluctant to go into emergency medicine? It's the stigma. It's, I think it's just the stigma that emergency medicine's hard, that it's unsociable, that it's, you know, you, you work nights, you work weekends, you can't go to X, Y and Z's wedding as a consequence or, you know, like you can't have family meals or whatever. And yeah, there are times when it's hard, but you can, if you enjoy that specialty or if you enjoy your career, then you, there are ways in which you can make it work. And I feel that emergency medicine is actually much easier than some of the other hospital specialties where you leave your patients to go home but you might be still thinking about them and see them again the next day and still having to come up with management plans and sorting out various bits and bobs about them in emergency medicine it's very here's the problem let's try and sort you out investigate it manage it and if I can't do it then I have got options for you and here are the options. And it's very, it's way, I feel it's very holistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's quite contrary to the title emergency medic, but it is a fairly holistic specialty. And yeah. um, and when you finish your shift, that's it. You have finished your shift and you don't have to think about what went on in that shift or a particular patient because you have safety netted them and they have gone forward in their patient journey. Definitely. And how would you say your experiences have stemmed you towards widening participation? Um, It's all very personal, I guess. Um, I mean, obviously, anyone's experiences are personal, but with this whole stigma against brown women in emergency medicine, I just wanted to show, you know, that it can be done, that you can have a family, have a very happy married life, have, you know, a fulfilling career. Um, And I wanted to show younger um, females behind me who may be considering emergency medicine, but who are scared about the stigma, that it can be done. Um, So, you know, that's where my whole idea about widening participation has come from. It's all about um, enabling other um, females of colour to go down the path that they want to go down, um, whether that's emergency medicine or otherwise. It's all about challenging the stereotypes and the stigma. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for your time. And it's been such an inspirational talk with yourself. Well, thank you so much, Zainab. Thank you. Bye bye.